It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys absolutely dominate the New York Giants on primetime. What does this mean for this Cowboys team going forward? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Lannon, it's been a little bit since we got to enjoy a week one win. Uh, did you enjoy this one? I sure did. I mean, it's also been a little bit since we uh, got to open the season with playing the Giants. So I think maybe those things are yeah. uh, more more correlation than more causation than correlation. So, uh, I, I yeah, it's this was incredible. I was telling you before show, and I was telling uh, you know Peter when we I hopped on the Locked On Sports show. Uh, I w- I just spent the whole sh- whole game cackling, like just laughing. You know, it was just it was incredible, fun to watch, and uh, it was an ugly ugly situation in the sense that it was raining and just gross and wet, and the field was terrible. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun to watch as a Cowboys fan. So I, I gotta say, when I saw some of the pregame stuff with the rain, I'm th- I was thinking, yeah. oh no, this typically bad weather helps kind of level the playing field a little bit. It, it yeah. keeps games closer. Not the case here. In fact, I think it actually helps show the talent differential even more. I mean, it was mind-blowing how much faster and quicker and more polished the Cowboys looked on both sides of the ball. And let's let's do just a quick review here if you, for some reason, didn't miss this game. (laughs) The Giants opened up the game with the ball, drove it right down the field. The Cowboys blocked the field goal, took it back to the house for a touchdown. If you had Noah Igbenogany as your first touchdown (laughs) score of the year – you are a liar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're uh, a liar. From that point on, the Cowboys defense just feasted. And we we kind of knew this was going to be the case this whole year. Like if the Cowboys can get into one of these positive game scripts where mm-hmm. they're ahead and now they can just tee off on quarterbacks, they're going to be really hard to stop. Yeah, and they just showed it. You know, I mean, honestly, it was a it was a defensive performance for the ages, honestly. I mean, it, it's I, I don't seriously... remember anything like this. <sighs> I, I I can't remember. We were the, I mean, Cowboys were the only team to shut out their opponent this week in the opening week. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time shutting out an opponent on the road. Uh, I mean that's I mean on the in prime I mean, time on, in prime time like in on the first week of the of the, of the season. That's pretty crazy. So uh, yeah, I mean honestly, like I think we aren't going to have a lot of answers about certain things about the offense, but I think that you know we can definitely say is that this defense 
is exactly what we thought it was going to be. Uh, throwing the football on them is going to be a terror. And, and, and I think, you know, even Gilmore showing how much his addition is going to mean to the Cowboys. Uh, it, it's, it was absolute hell for the Giants every single time they knew they had to throw the football. Uh, and and I, I think I can only think of maybe one or two play passing plays that had positive results for them, maybe the entire game. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of game we're talking about. It was absolutely historic. It was unbelievable. We're going to talk about the, the Cowboys offense a, a little bit later, but the story of this game is the defense. And I want to yeah. spend a lot of time on this unit before we talk about individual players, just some stats for you. The Giants had 37 dropbacks in this game and had uh, a net total of 63 passing yards. Wow. 63 passing yards. Uh, they averaged, I think it was like 2.3 yards per play, which is absolutely insane. And that's with the Cowboys basically resting and rotating a lot of their starters for the entire second half. Like they could have really poured things on if they wanted to keep Micah Parsons and oh, Demarcus yeah. Lawrence in this game. But like, even the second string, uh, you know, defense for this for the Cowboys was unbelievable. I want to talk about Micah. We will get to him in a second, but just really quickly because I don't want to forget about a couple of these guys: Deron Bland, Wanye Thomas, and Marquise Bell. Three yeah. of the young defensive backs for the Cowboys. I thought all three of those guys were absolutely incredible here. Yeah, Wanye, I mean, absolutely blocking the kick basically started this whole thing, right? With an incredible move inside on the wing guy, uh, just hopped over his block and then made a clean block uh, uh, block of the kick. And then, I th- if I'm not mistaken, uh, on the very next play, very next uh, play. On, on, yeah. on offense, right? He was on the he was the guy that made the, the a, a huge stop uh, on defense. So. Um, yeah, I mean, just really, really shining out. And then Marquise Bell, we saw a couple different times. He, I mean, he caused one of the fumbles, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, he, you know, was just all over the field making tackles uh, and doing a really good job. Bland, obviously, ta- uh, 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 taking the uh, assist uh, assisted knock away from uh, from Trayvon Diggs back to the house. How many? I was just gonna think. I was. I, I forgot to look it up before we got I got in. Trayvon uh, uh, Bland has been in the league for two years. I think I, he started like seven games or something like that. I, How many sure. defensive touches touchdowns does this guy well, have already? Quite a few. Now I, I I could be off by a game or two, but I believe Deron Bland now has six interceptions in his last ten games. I believe. That's unbelievable. And, and at least two defensive touchdowns, yes, right? Is. I mean, maybe yeah. more. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just the, the young – and, and I, I really think that that highlights something that I wanted to talk about. We heard about all offseason, and, and honestly, I retweeted the uh, the NFC East preview with, with some of the other uh, hosts. The, yeah, the disrespect they're showing. And to be honest – A little I bit think, of disrespect. Well, listen, fine. that's fine, right? But I think this is a great example of, of why they were disrespecting us because – these are all guys that we've grown in in house. They're not like superstars necessarily no. draft picks or whatever. These are folks that are undrafted free agents or low round draft picks that we've developed into not maybe not superstars on their own right yet, though I think Bland's headed that direction. Uh, but at least to the point where these guys are better than just contributors. They're 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 plus they're starters that yeah. they're key contributors. They're plus starters that are that are in our backup line. And so w- when you can send waves of guys. Look, I think one of the most impressive things that I, sh- I think we cannot lose, right, was that after the first drive, when admittedly something we should talk about, the Giants were able to run the ball down our throat for a while. Yeah. But the but the Cowboys were able to respond with the block block field goal touchdown, and then the the key thing was. 
the Giants got the ball right back, and 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 the fear is that what are they going to do? They're going to run the ball right down their street because because the defensive line is tired. No, because the Cowboys were able to put out their second defensive line, and they were able to, to take care of business and make and, yeah. and force a, a three and out or, or or force them to get rid of the ball. Uh, I think it was another turnover on the second drive, and 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 that just shows you what it's like having waves of defenders to be able yep. to come in, even if they're tired. You're getting an opportunity to just wear offenses out with uh, with pass rush guys coming after from all angles after you know no matter who it is what what level of the defense it is i was watching the game with my brother tonight and i told him i said you know last year donovan wilson was arguably like their second or third best defender in the two games against the giants wani thomas basically started for him tonight yeah and you didn't notice a drop off they're gonna get donovan wilson back probably next week if not the following week he's a really good player You've got so much depth that you don't have to rush a guy like him back. Jordan Lewis, who only got to practice a little bit this week, he's he's basically a healthy scratch because you've got Deron Bland. You've got Stephon Gilmore, who played the slot, which we'll get Gilmore. to him in a second. Yeah, uh, I, mean, wow. I mean, he was absolutely unbelievable. But you're right. The story of this game for me is the depth. Like having a Chauncey Golston have two really nice sacks at the end of the game, having Close. Sam Williams just create havoc. Um, Dorrance Armstrong had unofficially two sacks, like, I think, I think. two sacks and eight pressures on 16 yep. snaps, which yeah. is bonkers, right? Like that's crazy. Unbelievable man. how good their defense was and how deep it was. But the story on defense yeah. is the, the guy that wears number 11, Micah Parsons. I want to talk about his dominant performance next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a job post. You can do it in a matter of seconds. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Landon, we are breaking down the Cowboys' 40-0 win over the Giants, and the player of the game has to be Micah Parsons. I, I'm going to let you have the floor. Talk to us about Parsons. 
Well, I think we got to talk about both. I mean, it's 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 the combination of Parsons with Quinn, and it, because the way that Quinn continues to use Parsons is just masterful. You know, you, you saw him obviously on the outside winning naturally, as Mike Parsons does with explosiveness in his hands and just a freaky natural ability. But you also saw him moving in as a as a as a, a linebacker and, and exploiting the interior, the young interior of that uh, offensive line. I mean, I think they they struggled across the offensive line. You know. Left to right, even Andrew Thomas was getting uh, some offsides penalty. He was scared of Parsons, uh, but but they were exploiting the inside of those interior three really well by by bringing Parsons inside as a linebacker, having him play as a zero technique at times and looping guys around, which is a lot of what we saw in training camp too. They, you saw guys like Osa and other guys playing on the outside, looping back around with Parsons playing uh, like kind of a zero three technique and then just twisting them off of each other and. I just think that you saw how versatile it is and that you can't hide any of your offensive linemen because the boogeyman's coming to get you. And, and, yeah. and basically if, even if you spend two and a half guys, which is what I saw at different times blocking Micah Parsons, uh, that's when you're going to free up Dorrance Armstrong and Fowler and Oso Digizua, who I think had two sacks tonight. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, you know, just other guys are going to get free because there's just too many good, like there's, there's, there's one, you know, kind of generational guy on this defense, but there's also like one other excellent defensive lineman and three other very, very good defensive lines. Yeah. So you can't just, you know, spend all your resources blocking Parsons and blocking Lawrence because there's at least two other guys that are coming that are pretty darn good as well. I mean, he was unreal, right? Was just you can see him on the sideline. He looked like he was kind of mad that he wasn't able to play more. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was dominant. And I saw a stat from the NFL he had, I believe, 16 rushes in the first half. Eight of them, he was doubled. And he got a pressure on 50% of those uh, <laughs> eight times. Or he, he's just unreal. That's and you're unbelievable. Seeing, and we talked about this as offseason, right? If, if Micah Parsons wants to make the, the leap from a an elite pass rusher to a generational player, you got to find ways to make your teammates better, to make the defense better. Yeah, And you saw that tonight taking on double teams and still getting pressure, being able to play different spots. So it opens up opportunities for Dorrance Armstrong to expose a different matchup. This is what I wanted to see from Micah Parsons to take the next step. It's not sack totals. It's not having a 19 sack year. It's about finding ways to be truly dominant on the field. And tonight was a perfect example. He, he had one sack and the Cowboys this is the most dominant performance. I think I've seen from a defender in a long time. It's it's not you getting the stats. It's not your or your teammates getting the stats. It's you and your teammates getting the yeah. stats. And that's the level he's gone to, right? It's like he's getting his and then he's making sure everybody else is getting theirs as well. Yep. Uh and it's not it's not one or the other. It's both. And and that's just the level of talent that we're dealing with here. And then again, like it, you can't say it without you know, again, and we'll talk, we got to talk about it. the back end was absolutely masterful. Yeah. You know, uh, Trayvon Diggs and Gilmore showed why they're one of the best combos in, in, in all of football. I, on Gilmore, just really quick, I couldn't help but kind of just think, like, how excited do you think Stephon Gilmore is to play in this defense? He's oh, He gets to play with a pass rush that is insane. He turns 33 in a couple of days, but this has got to be, like, the most fun he's ever going to have on defense because he's going to go up against – number two and number three receivers. Yep. And he knows that the quarterback has got to get rid of the ball quickly. It, he is, I was wondering how long it was going to take for him to make an impact in this defense. And the answer was like a quarter before yeah, you saw I him think, be an awesome player. 
eventually you're gonna have to throw his way and he responded by i'm pretty sure he had something he had the interception but didn't he also have like two other pass reflections well there was a there was a sequence in the third quarter where he had a pass breakup on third and fourth down on back to back and it's just like this is going to be so easy and so much fun for him yeah so he had an interception i just looked it up an interception and three pass deflections total like that's I mean that but that just shows you like he's going to get targeted heavily because teams are not going to have digs. And 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 so he this is an opportunity. Like this is the best like this is there's a reason he came here. Obviously he wanted a chance to win, but he also this is the best chance. Like you're going to go against lesser competition and you're going to get targeted more so you're going to get more opportunity to get the yeah. ball. Uh, it's and he's showing that that's what he's looking for. So uh, yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited about, you know, uh, the what the the things that we knew that were good right like the, yeah. the, that we conferred were good the pass rush and the coverage uh, it, 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 especially in combination with each other it's it's just so suffering suffocating to an offense that it, it, it's it's no one even as someone with with a running quarterback and a, and a, and a very very good running back yeah. uh, they 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 could not keep up and, and and they couldn't do anything they couldn't convert uh, they they couldn't play offense basically. We're we're gonna talk about the the offense here in a second, but I will say the only thing that just makes me a little bit nervous going forward is, I think if they go up against a team that can really run the ball, I still think they're gonna be able to have success against the Cowboys. Like it's still a weakness. Now Dallas is hopeful that Mozzie Smith will get better in that area, and they have Jonathan Hankins, but it does feel like if there is one weak spot with this defense it's the ability to stop the run and stop quarterbacks from from making plays with their legs i, I do worry about that a little bit i i will say if 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 yes specifically a team that is going to be able to run the football well and then consistently stop our offense from scoring uh then you could you could put more pressure on this defense than you would like to but i also expect them to improve on the yeah. run uh you know especially in better conditions and also as the year goes on as you get better and it's why, I mean, the two other teams in the conference that look really good today, uh, the Eagles and the 49ers, they both do those things really well. It's why, really, those are the top three teams in the conference is because they can they can put you in really uncomfortable situations. Uh, the Cowboys are obviously going to be able to do that to a lot of the other teams in the NFL this season. Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys offense, which didn't have to do a lot in this game, uh, but they did it anyways. We will get to them <laughs> next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is so easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props to futures bets and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lena, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys offense. If you look at the numbers, it it wasn't great. They only had, I'm looking at it right here, 
like 265 yards. Uh, but I was, you know, we were talking pre-show. The offense did basically everything that you wanted them to do. They sustained long drives. They didn't turn the ball over. And they really never punted the ball until like the fourth quarter. I, 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 I thought the offense, for the most part, played a really flawless game. Yeah, and again, I, I think the elements is something to add in here. So I, I, I think it had an effect on their ability to kind of be crisp in the passing game, and that obviously had that effect on both sides. I think on the Giants side, you just didn't get to see it very much because most of the time Daniel Jones was running for his life. Uh, but 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 considering the fact that you didn't see that on the Dak side, he in fact, I think did he even get sacked once that no. night? No. So he, you know, the fact that he didn't sustain any sacks. Uh, I think first of all, bodes extremely well for uh, Tyron Smith. That was he had the, an that incredible was story for me. The he, he had an incredible night against Kayvon Thibodeau, and and I think that that's noteworthy because Thibodeau is one of the better young pass rushers in the NFL. Uh, and I think that Zero what pressures. the yeah, that's incredible. What what the uh, Dallas offensive interior offensive line was able to do uh, was was also incredibly impressive, considering you were you were without uh, Tyrell Smith, Tyler Smith. Uh, so you you had to plug in uh, Chudova, who I thought actually had a pretty good game. I yeah, I noticed him in the run blocking uh, on the whole, played fine. And then and then at certain points you even were playing with uh, with uh, Awesome Richards playing left tackle and, and TJ Bass at left guard. So uh, and and I think Brock Hoffman even got some snaps, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, the fact that the Cowboys were able to hold up no matter who was in there and 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 you know they they didn't always run the ball uh, exceptionally well. But no. but they you know they still averaged I think over four yards a carry and had 133 yards something rushing the run game was actually something that was a positive for the Cowboys overall I, I think you know if anyone if anyone on this on this offense or any unit on this offense deserves the most praise uh, I, I think it's the offensive line to be yeah. honest yeah and I mean obviously you don't want Chuma Doga to be a long term solution but he did show you no. that he can help you get through a game and not only get through a game but you can run your offense right yeah. they're going to have some really tough matchups even in the next month or so against some really good defensive lines next week the, yeah, yeah including the Jets next week yeah. where the Jets are loaded with pass rushers you're going to have to have some offensive line depth because injuries are going to happen throughout the year I thought Udoga played really well I thought Tyron Smith played well thought Terrence Steele played pretty well in his first game back from the injury. Um, the other thing I'll say about the offense is when, when the Cowboys get on a field that's not raining and you know, there's not like an inch and a half of rain, Brady Cooks is going to absolutely eat oh my in this gosh. offense. Uh, drew a, a penalty down the field, but you saw in that fourth and short, right? Like yeah. just gets off the line so quickly, gets the, 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 the first down, takes on the contact. Like he is going to be such a great fit with Dak and CeeDee Lamb and the rest of the offense. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it's we've it's kind of become old hat because we've talked about it and then we've been through training camp. But I, just to kind of circle back now that it's week one and we're getting to actually see them play, you you couldn't have higher grades on the Cooks and Gilmore additions in this offseason no, because so clearly they've been huge for the Cowboys even so far. Yeah, uh, just a couple other notes really quickly. The tight ends yeah. struggled in the passing game. Jake Ferguson mm-hmm. had two drops. Peyton Hendershot had a drop that would have been a, uh, a touchdown. Ferguson's one drop was right inside the red zone. I think the Cowboys might have punched that one in. Uh, I, I thought the tight end struggled a little bit in the passing game, but not as blockers. They were absolutely phenomenal as blockers in this one. Yeah, the, the blocking looked way better than it did last year uh, on the edge, and that's that's really really encouraging. Uh, yeah, and 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 I'm you know look, it was a bad night for the tight ends. I'm I'm not uh, ready to like. 
uh, declare that a trend. Both of those players, I mean, especially Ferguson, has been a very efficient receiver through most of the rest of, I mean, the first, especially his fine. rookie year. So I imagine you know, if he gets an opportunity to play in a game that you know isn't a monsoon. Uh, that he might that he might get a, a better have a higher efficiency rate when the ball's thrown his way. Yeah. And I think that's gonna help the, the the offense overall too. I think that was a major part of the problem with the passing offense is that you had high efficient, high high percentage uh uh targets that usually you convert on yeah. that you know either you know fell an inch short because uh, it, it, it fell off the t- fingertips or just you weren't able to convert for whatever reason you normally would. Yeah, and there's just some week one rust. I mean, you saw yeah, a totally. couple of throws from Dak, and it's fine. I mean, I just think for the most part, you're going to see some contrarian out there saying the Cowboys' offense was bad in week one. That that just wasn't the case at all. I will say, I and I know the numbers won't back it up necessarily, but I thought Rico Dowdle looked really good yes. in this game. Yes, And it yes. seems like he is going to be the right complement to – Tony yep. Pollard, you can see how physical of a runner he is. I I, I really like what I saw from Dowdle, and I like that. Kavante Turpin it. got three Say carries it. in yep. this game. I love it. I did too. It was great. I mean, honestly, the whole usage of that's and it's what we've talked about, right? Like it's it's this mix and match of the the of 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 mostly Pollard, right? You're gonna get the the guy that's the spellback is Dowdle, right? And then you're gonna have like a hodgepodge of different carries you give to Turpin. I'm I'm assuming that Vaughn's gonna get more gadgety kind of carries so, than he did tonight. I was so bummed that they <sighs> called that timeout that Vic uh, uh, Wink Martindale yeah. called a timeout when the Cowboys yeah. were on third and goal or whatever because I wanted to they were gonna give the ball to Deuce. Yep, and and I I think that that's the thing is that you're gonna see more of that like kind of you know. You, a mixture of that of the third running back being a whole bunch of different guys getting carries in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, and, and especially the jet sweep stuff that was really effective. I thought it, it had yep. kind of helped uh, broadening the horizontal boundaries of the run game and opening things up in the middle. Cause you saw after some of those reverses worked, you saw the holes opening up inside a lot more, which I think was really, really helpful. I think the Cowboys are going to be able to run the ball. And I, I would assume Tyler Smith is going to be back next week. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll get, they'll hold them out one more week just to see. But once they get Tyler Smith back in there, they're going to really be able to run the ball, stay balanced in offense, utilize more play action. And I think once you get this offense on turf, which it will be next week against the the Jets, they're going to just, they're going to be so explosive and so effective. So really excited about that side of the ball, despite them not doing a ton in this game. Yeah, but again, we're nitpicking in a forty to zero. You know, blowout. you know what it is is that it's that we just want to say that we understand that the offense didn't look like an offense that scored forty points on their opponents tonight. Yeah, but they, did what, they did what they had to do in difficult conditions. It's not like they they failed at really any points. No. We, we we should mention that Aubrey missed his one extra point early, but after that was great kicking the football yep. in what was terrible weather. Uh, and I and I think that you know out there was a little bit of nitpicky stuff that we think a lot of it was kind of conditional. But overall, they did what they had to do in order to win a game that was handed to them by the defense. They didn't fumble it away or anything. No, you know, no, what what, Mike McCarthy's got to be like very happy with the way that this game went. Like you, you dominate the Giants, but there's still stuff to go back in the film room and clean up and exactly. fix and get ready for next week when you're going to be playing another really good team, including a guy that's been a little bit of a boogeyman for you in Aaron Rodgers. Which we will make sure that we preview that game all week long, but. Uh, we want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Every day is on Tuesday, 
We're going to do some of our All-22 film review, uh, some questions, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Uh, we've got a busy show uh, this week. We've got a crossover show on Thursday. We'll get you ready for the game on Friday, so make sure that you are downloading the Lotton Cowboys podcast wherever you get your podcast. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this game all week on Twitter. You can follow me, at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your victory Monday, and we'll see you right back here again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.